Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its applications, the IMA. My name is Peter Rowlett. This is episode 63. 63 is the smallest number of 2, the other one being 69, such that the common alphabetical value of its Roman representation is equal to itself. In this episode of the podcast, we hear from Rhys Phillips of the Lightning Direct Effects Group at EADS, who told me about his work as a research engineer around electrostatic hazards in aircraft. Hi, my name's Rhys Phillips. I graduated in 2008 from Cardiff University with a joint honours degree in maths and physics, and I'm now a graduate research engineer with the Lightning Direct Effects Group at EADS. To reduce the fuel costs and environmental impact of flying, there are three main methods that we can use. Uh, the first is to adapt the shape of the aircraft and to make it more aerodynamic. The second is to use more efficient engines. And the final one is to make the aircraft lighter. Now, traditionally, uh, aircraft have been made out of aluminium. Aluminium, of course, being a metal, it's very conductive. And so when a lightning strike hits it, it can quite easily dissipate the electricity. Uh, more modern aircraft are now using increased amounts of carbon fibre composite. Um, the reason for this being that it's lighter, so it uses less fuel. In fact, we can actually get up to about a 20% improvement in fuel efficiency. Um, but it's not a metal, so it has a much lower electrical conductivity, about a 1,000 times lower than aluminium. And this makes it much harder to dissipate the electricity from the lightning strike. So you've got high current and voltage coming from this lightning, um, invoking very high temperatures, and these high temperatures can cause damage and even weaken the carbon fiber structures themselves. So the current solution to this is to add a layer of metal, usually copper foil or or bronze mesh, um, onto the surface of the carbon fiber, and this gives us the conductive layer which will allow it to dissipate safely. Um, This solution works, 100% works, it's completely safe, But adding that metal on does add some of the weight back on that we've initially saved from switching from aluminium to to carbon fibre. So the team I work for at EADS are developing other innovative methods to optimise lightning strike protection for aeroplanes. For example, one thing we're investigating is to see whether maybe coating the carbon fibre with carbon nanotubes could work because uh, carbon nanotubes are very highly conductive and um, so... If we could form them into some sort of paint and coat them onto the carbon fibre, that would give us a very thin, um, light, but also highly conductive layer of protection. So that's one example. We don't know whether it'll work because it is research, but um, it's something we're looking into. Uh, I also look at the induced currents and electromagnetic effects uh, due to lightning strikes on the aircraft, which can cause interference with some of the onboard systems. Um, But all of this research is at a low technology readiness level, or TRL, I should probably explain uh, what that means. Um, TRLs are a way of measuring how far developed a product or a solution is. So um, there's nine levels. Uh, TRL 1 to 3 are the research stage. 4 to 6 is the development and industrialization stage, so getting that from from a concept through to an actual product or a solution. And then 7 to 9 are... Uh, it's completed, we're now able to use it, or if it's a commercial product, sell it and um, develop it further, maybe support it. Uh, and this is an industry standard that's used in, in, several, um, in several walks of engineering. But working at these low levels, the research levels, one to three, does require a solid foundation in the underlying physics of the problem. So another aspect of my job involves looking at the internal electrostatic hazards of aircraft, 
um, before you even got lightning strikes, so sort of regardless of lightning. Um, so, for example, fuel flowing through a pipe, um, you get an electrostatic charge built up due to the friction of that fuel rubbing against the pipe, just like when you rub a balloon against your jumper. Now, in a metallic pipe, its high conductivity allows that charge to be dissipated almost as quickly as it accumulates, so it's not a huge problem. But with a composite or a non-metallic pipe, it can't be so easily dissipated, so the charge builds up to a much greater level. And in fact, if it builds up enough, it will eventually spark. And that spark, if it had enough energy, could potentially ignite the fuel or the fuel vapor in the pipe or tank, um, which is obviously not good. So part of the work I do is to actually model this phenomenon. Uh, and uh, the, that modeling work will feed into developing uh, tools that start out at these low technology readiness levels that I mentioned before uh, to help the development of aircraft systems and components. So how did you get into this area? Uh, well, I've always enjoyed maths. Um, at school in particular, I used to really like the feeling you got when working through a, a complex problem and you got the correct answer at the end of it. Uh, so when I left university, having studied maths and physics, I applied for an engineering scheme, engineering being sort of one discipline that it's possible to do with a maths background, of course. And um, like a lot of graduate schemes, it involved a rotation element. So I experienced various engineering disciplines as I moved through the business on different placements. Um, and I actually found that research engineering suited me best. Um, with the maths and physics background, this sort of worked out. I've, uh, my job involves... Uh, reading literature, as, as a lot of research does, but also creating models, running simulations, analyzing results, solving equations. So my role is an engineer, but I still use a great deal of maths as well as math skills, such as analytical techniques and uh, problem solving that I developed through my studies at university. So do you have any advice for anyone leaving university at the moment who might want to go into this area? Yeah, um, basically, I would say that unless you you know what you want to do, unless you've got a passion for a specific field, try and keep your options open. Um, maths can provide many opportunities. Um, there's a lot of career paths you can go into, engineering, research, finance, project management, teaching. And I would stress that graduate schemes with a rotation element are a very good way to try different disciplines within a company um, before you make that final decision of, of where you're actually going to, to fit in. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. You can get all previous episodes, show notes relating to each episode, and much more at travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk. You can find out more about what I do uh, and other podcasts I'm involved with at peterrollett.net or say hi on Twitter at peterrollett. Rollett is spelled R-O-W-L-E-T-T. Thank you for listening.